Okay. Hi, everybody. Welcome to On Purpose. We are your hosts. I'm Dr. John Duffy, and with me is Chicago Tribune columnist Heidi Stevens. How are you, Heidi? Good. How are you doing? I'm good. Yeah? I'm good. You hanging in there? The teachers have been on strike for 10 weeks, months, well, years? Well, How long has it been? I, 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 we realized <laughs> that, that my my son is 10 years older than your daughter, uh-huh. um, and we were in the suburbs. Um, so uh-huh. I suspect that this might affect you slightly more than me. <laughs> but don't you just feel it hanging in the air? Oh, it's everywhere. I do feel it hanging in the air. It's yeah, it's yeah. all consuming. And it's no longer. I I, I work with some uh, CPS students, and for two days, I think it's fun. Right, yeah. you know what I mean. For kids, it's like you know, snow day kind yeah. of thing, right? right? But now I'm hearing like you know. Well, I didn't get to go to regionals in X, or right. you know, we're missing. You know, I I have college applications due. The writing or, center's closed. Yes. I can't get letters of recommendation for my teachers. Like, yeah, well, I'd like to be in school. I'd like, right? Yeah. I know. Yeah, my kids are living their best lives because they're ten and fourteen, and so the stakes are like low. Oh, They're it's just... got to feel good. Yeah. No, how they... <laughs> how, how unexpectedly, yeah. r- what a riot. They're having a blast. But but for the the high schoolers, I do, I my heart really, really sincerely goes out to them, and especially the athletes. Well, a- everybody, athletes, debate clubbers, yep. people trying to apply to early action, early decision, all of it. It's I, I, I've thought about all of it. Like if you're in a play, if you have a, you know, uh, oh an ensemble God. concert coming up, whatever, right. you know what I mean? Like a- everything is... Not happening, you right? Know, like it's it's got to be a drag and for a level of uncertainty that I mean, you know better than anyone. Like that's not a great state for a teenager to live in. Terrible. What is happening tomorrow? I mean, my kids, you know, in a happy way, but they want me to place odds, like on the hour. Like what? What do you think? What do you? What are the chances that we're going to school tomorrow? With the whole hour that later, not. what do you think the chances are that we're going to school? Tomorrow? I'm like, are you guys, I don't, you know, I'm checking <laughs> Twitter. I got, I got nothing. Right. Um, but they want answers. Yes. Yeah. They just. Want answers what what am i doing tomorrow well at some point this is something we therapists say all the time but kids will never ask for it but they need structure in their lives sometimes they need to be able to anticipate what's coming and it's got to be really weird for these you know hundreds of thousands of kids not to know right it is yeah it is weird but anyway yeah um, and, and maybe by the that. time we actually post this, it's over. Yeah. It's possible, It right? actually, yeah, today, um, can we give the secret about what day we record? It's Wednesday. I think we do. Yeah, yeah we record on Wednesday. <laughs> uh, today is day 10, and I think I saw something this morning that they actually could technically resolve it today. Um, I heard that, too. Yeah, because the delegates met last night. Yeah. I think the process is that then they take that back to their people. Yeah to talk about today and so they could it could be they might be back in school tomorrow yeah well and and uh, hopefully both sides realize like there has to be give and take like right. i did hear some spokesperson for the union saying we um asked for a number of things we didn't get them all mm-hmm. and so you know we we're back at the bargaining table it's yeah like, mm, that, i don't know if that's how bargaining works right, right? <laughs> <laughs> so we're back at the table till we get them all <laughs> um hang on <laughs> right there's a negotiation process Maybe you right come to the debate club meetings <laughs> Where you have to listen to both sides. The kids will Just show you how this works. They can, it would be interesting to have a mock, you know, like right. Uh, uh, right next door in a conference room next door to where this is happening with just kids and see how quickly this gets resolved. Totally. I mean, I will say both my kids are in debate and God bless their saint of a coach who's finding ways 
to have them practice even during the strike. One day, like, reserved a party room in somebody else's condo building just to get these kids together so they don't lose everything they've been working toward. Um, Anyway, I will say that they both, and, you know, I I do credit this to the fact that they've been in debate. They do both um, really look at this topic with a lot of appetite for nuance and, you know, seeing that there's two sides to the story and that there's not a hero and a villain here. Yeah. And that I mean, and, and that's like more than I ever get from Twitter where a bunch of grownups are fighting about it. No, I love that kids can, can sense nuance. I have to say, and this is not false praise, I love that your kids do two things. I love that they're in debate. I just love that so much. I think that just teaches such um, extended critical thinking, um, the ability to be able to see both sides of any argument, to be able to talk in public, which for debaters, that's the easy part. You know, yeah. the one I hear like, oh, no, I'm not worried about talking. I want to make sure I get my point across in the time. I, you know, I've got a clock going. Right. There's all these elements <laughs> in debate. Like, you know, it sounds like you're trying to dismantle a bomb. You yeah. Know? <laughs> and, and, yeah With the seem... ticking clock. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Right. And and yet I'm, I'm so impressed that this the public speaking, which is the number one fear in America, kids who debate that's like, oh, no, that's not the hard part. You want to make sure you get your point across. Yeah. You want to do it in an articulate way. And if there's 40 seconds left and you're not on your last point, you've got to get moving. You know, right. it's like. Think about thinking on the spot like that when yeah. you are Will's age or June. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And that they're athletes on top of that. Yeah. I like the the thinking and the sweating. The mind, body, spirit, work it is amazing in both those arenas. Oh, I love that. Good. Well, thank you. Yeah. Now I feel fine that they haven't been in school in 10 days. <laughs> yeah. I would stop sending them. I think, I think it's pretty much they're cooked. They're ready. <laughs> Whatever is on YouTube, that's what they'll learn. Of course. You know. Yeah. Um, okay, so strike aside, yes. there are other There's things some happening in the greater world, right? There are. There are. I have something that's gnawing at me in recent weeks, months, probably years. Um, okay. And it has to do um, not with your gender, okay. but with mine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it, may, it, it involves your gender in, in all likelihood. Okay. Um, but uh, I noticed that. And I probably touched on this here before. I've certainly touched on it with, with, in the podcast I do with Julie that um, men men don't show up the way I think we could in so many ways in our lives. And um, so I, we don't show up as parents. Um, I've been doing a lot of speaking in the wake of publishing this book. And, and I remember this from a decade ago, and it's happening now. My audiences are by and large moms and women. Um, and you're talking about their children. You're yeah. talking about the well-being and the parenting. health of kids. Yes. Okay. And yep. it's moms coming to see. Yeah. So they want to inform to themselves about, so, you know, the, the book being about like, there's a lot we don't know about what's going on in the lives of our kids. Parents want to know that. So they're showing up at these things. And I'd say about 10 to 20% are men, maybe, you know, and, um, and the first time I, I spoke, two, I, I wish I hadn't done this, but I, I asked the men to raise their hands and I gave them some credit for being there just mm-hmm. because they were in such the minority. Yeah. But that shouldn't be the case. So this kind of drives me crazy. And when a child is brought into therapy and I work with, I, I know a lot of therapists, a lot of people who do what I do, they will say, oh yeah, it's mom who 
brings the brings kids. The kid. You know, but, and it's not like mom's less busy or has all sorts of time to do this, but mom's bringing the kids almost all the time. Mm-hmm. It's, it's an anomaly. It's a curiosity to me, um, almost a clinical curiosity. Like, why is dad here? This is weird. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's that unusual. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm working with couples lately, and more and more with couples, I find myself kind of watching a guy and trying to coach him into like, hey, what's being asked of you is probably a win-win, you know, because you're asked just to show up, just to step into it a little bit more, be a little more vulnerable, show your hand a little bit more, and participate a little bit yeah. more. You know what I mean? In in Which household stuff. and benefit and, him too, probably, right? Potentially. In every way. Yeah. In every way. You know, in, in, in his relationship with, with his significant other, in his relationships with his kids, you know, I think a lot of men, especially in my generation, are disconnected. Yeah. And so I think um, a lot of us get depressed and feel like they know the end of their story and get very, very set in their ways on this treadmill. I find I find myself doing this a lot, too. And recently, Julie said to me, um, I think I can share this, uh, you know, all she said was, you should make a change in your day where you just have five minutes, where you sit and have a cup of coffee in the morning, five minutes, mm-hmm. and you don't turn on your phone and answer your emails, and you just relax mm-hmm. for a minute. And my immediate answer was, no. I, I, <laughs> I simply can't afford I, that kind of time. <laughs> people's lives are on the line, Julie. Okay, let me interrupt you for one second. Did you receive that as, like, criticism or did you, and or did you hear it with a certain amount of skepticism? Like, what is she really trying to get me to do? Or, like, did you really, did you, did you hear that as, like, well-intentioned, she really wants me to have five minutes and I just simply can't? Or did, or were you a little skeptical of it? I, I don't know if I was skeptical. Um, I know... I know Julie well enough to know she was well-intended and all she wanted was for – because she worries about me because I work a lot. And so all she wanted was for me to breathe for a few minutes, you know, because I'm – once I'm at work, you know, it's kind of like I'm going. You know what I mean? I'm going and I might be going for a dozen hours. And so she's saying just for your mind, just let it rest for a few minutes before you get going. Like it's not good for you. And so I But your reflex was – My reflex was defensive and – Really kind of a hard, like, no. Like, yeah. you know, um, no, I ha- I would have to get up 10 minutes earlier and mm. figure that out. That's mm. very complicated what you're at. I, yeah. I mean, really, literally, I, I felt like I'm not I, – I, it is funny, and it's I'm laughing at myself. But in real time, I was like, you know, logistically what you're asking is is insane. It's, un- yeah. it's not doable. <laughs> it's untenable. <laughs> I'm surprised you went there, Julie. Right, right. <laughs> I'm just surprised at you. <laughs> How you it's going to take me a minute. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and so recently, I've been doing that. I've been taking five minutes. Uh-huh. And how's that going? Nobody died. <laughs> Everything seems to be working out okay. And, you know, like, so we sat for 20 minutes and talked yesterday morning. And it was like, oh, this is okay. This mm-hmm. works out pretty well. This is a way more fun way to start the day. Mm-hmm. And then I'll turn my phone on and check the messages. And there's just as many. But... I'll get to them just as fast. Nothing much changes. Yeah. But I'm that reluctant. You know, and there's a male thing here. 
at play. I'm that reluctant to make that little change. Five minutes, you right. know? Um, and I'm asking guys to make pretty significant changes. Like, you right. know, hey, you know, come home a little bit earlier. Show up for the games. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, um, let that be a thing you're about, you know? Or, yeah. or you're missing out on all the good things in life. Um, and and then we lose. Like, I, one thing I, I keep thinking about is that I think women are winning. You know, like, I, uh, in, in so many ways, um, you guys live... 12, 13, 14 years longer mm-hmm. on average than we do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there is this tipping point where you are physically stronger, literally, than men. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? For the rest of our lives. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think women in, in reinvent themselves and try new things. And I think we men kind of get stuck. Not to a guy, but oftentimes we always just get exceptions. St- of always course. exceptions, yeah. but but we we get stuck in this kind of way of thinking, and we sit in this space where we refuse to move. We mm-hmm. refuse to move, and there's some ego involved, and there's um, kind of this old school stiff upper lip thing involved, and we want to parent old school and work old school and run households old school, and it's so drab and uninteresting and. There's no joy anywhere mm-hmm. in it. So I think our lives are a little bit joyless, mm-hmm. and the shift is probably not that hard to make. You yeah. know what I mean? It's probably like the five-minute thing yep. where it's like, oh, that changes my outlook on the day, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And um, and I don't think we do nearly enough of that. So I have two questions. Okay. Um, one, do you think that men tend to look to their own childhood and their own dads as models more than women do to their own childhood and their own moms as models? Because I I feel like in my friendships and my sort of community, um, I don't feel like most of us are mothering with like our own moms in mind or like, well, this is how I was raised. So that's how June and Will are getting raised. Right. Or, you know, I, I just I think we sort of like hold on to the stuff that we cherish and that worked. And we're like super happy to reject and run the other way from the right. stuff that we didn't really particularly right. grow from or feel worked. Um, do you think that? men do that as much like look at their own childhood or their own dads with a little bit of a i don't know skepticism maybe or like willingness to kind of admit that some of that stuff wasn't great yeah i think men are are less curious about Mm. parenting and outsource it women are curious about parenting and they want to learn you know uh, think about you you interviewed the grown and the women who wrote grown yeah, and yeah, yeah. right mm-hmm. um so there is a group online of hundreds of thousands of people oh it's i huge. would guess that and maybe five guys yeah <laughs> you know? that's true i don't ever see guys post <laughs> now that you mentioned <laughs> right so like working together supporting each other um, and curious about like, you know, okay, my daughter is 17. We're going through this. Who yeah. else is going through this? How do right. you figure it out? You know, right. like, what should I do? A generation ago, what this would... wasn't available and we didn't do this. Yeah. Yeah. But men. No, that's such a good point. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I, that, that group I, I find fascinating because in large part, because men aren't involved. It's yeah. like, you know, we could learn so much from being involved in something like that and yeah. we refuse, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, there's this. All this stuff available to us, and we're either 
wanting to parent like our father did or, you know, or the opposite, but we're not giving it a whole lot of thought. We're not fully engaged. And, um, and I will say this, like, I don't know what instinct in me wanted to be super engaged. I just fell in love with my kid when he was born and yeah. I couldn't, you know, so I, I had no choice. I was, he, I, he owned me, you know? Yeah. So, <laughs> so like if I had a chance to be around him and be around Julie, I was going to take that because I knew like, this is all the good stuff's happening here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so I'm not missing any of this if I can avoid it. Right. But I'm puzzled when, any guy is willing to do that. You know what I mean? Is like, uh, you know, this is like, this is a freshman game. Who cares? You yeah. know, and it's like, oh my God, it's awesome. You want to go because your kid's out there and yep. having fun and something magical might happen for him or her yep. or not. And you want to be there like, you know, to comfort them if it all falls apart. You right. Know? And their tiny little heart grows a little bit when they yeah. look over and see you. And yeah. 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 And there's something about just even the way you said that, that I think men kind of like are like, mm, yeah. that doesn't feel like my my gig. Right. You I, had a, I, mean? I had a conference call. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell me about it later. <laughs> or I have a conference call at the game. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, I'll go because, you know, you want me to go, mm-hmm. but I've, I've got other things to do. Yeah. You know, so we don't prioritize the things that probably really matter in our lives. And all it takes is a moment's thought. And just like me and my five minutes, we're reluctant to give it the moment's thought. We're kind of like, no, I'm on the treadmill. The treadmill's working. We got to keep going. Okay, that brings me to my second question, which was that, do you think a lot of men hear suggestions and, um, you know, as gently as they could possibly be delivered um, as mothering like especially when they come from a wife For or maybe sure. a female therapist or a female friend or like do you think that they their instinct is like you're not my mother or like oh god now you remind me of my mother or Definitely. like oh now i feel scolded yep. or now i feel instead of like oh interesting maybe i'll try that it's like you know i've just been put in the corner by my mom when um when i'm working with couples in therapy um Men at some point in a session often look like kids who are in trouble. Yeah. You know, like, okay, I'm doing this wrong uh, and I'm a little bit lost as to what to do, right? You know, so, uh, okay, I'll do better. You know, yeah. it's kind of like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> right. well, I get it. I, I, I'll work harder next time. You know, like, I yeah. hear you, I get it, but not really getting it. Not right. really like, you know, oh, or this defensive, works. like, I didn't break the lamp. The ball was like, right. I'm not, I, well, this wasn't a punishment conversation. This was like, a, I would love for you to have five minutes to yourself conversation. And I, I think it puts women in a, in a weird place because then wives and moms and partners are the arbiters of, you know, what's supposed to work. They're in charge of everything, even emotionally. Exactly. Yeah. And, and it's in charge a lot. of things that we don't want to be in charge of. No. Like I talk about that at home all the time. Like I did not want to be the manager of this project. I'm not trying to be a manager. Like right. I don't. I hate. I don't like the word momager. I don't want. <laughs> I don't want to manage tasks right. that I someone else should manage. Like, yeah. but yeah, it it becomes this um, title that you didn't want. I was going to ask you about the word momager and what you thought of that because that. In a way, that feels like part of the problem, right? It's like, you know, oh, yeah, go, mom, women, have it all, do it all. Right. You know, like, and we'll just keep doing what we were doing mm-hmm. before instead of like, you know, let's let's work together on this. Let's figure this out together. On a domestic front, though, I mean, I do find it interesting how 
well and enthusiastically a lot of men can evolve in, say, the workplace. Like, you wouldn't say, like, well, my dad didn't use email, so I don't need to email either. Like, you would be like, it's 2019, so right. I probably should use email, and actually email's a bad example, because even that seems outdated now, but you know what I'm Your saying? Like, pretty clear. My dad used a typewriter, <laughs> I'm using a typewriter. Like, right. you wouldn't, like, there aren't really other arenas other than the home life where there's this attachment to the way things used to be done and loyalty to, well, it worked then. Why can't I just do it that way now? Right. It's like, well, you probably wouldn't bring that mindset to the office, right? That's a really good point. I hadn't thought of it that way, but right. Maybe we're in a little bit of a no man's land where it's kind of like, Maybe we don't feel like we have enough guidance. Maybe we feel like we don't know what we're what it is we're supposed to do on the domestic front. Whereas, mm-hmm. like, email became kind of a natural progression, right? And it's like, well, my dad didn't use that, but it's very effective, and obviously, it's a new thing, and I can roll with that. Right. I think it's when um, the idea of power, strength, vulnerability, when a, when a whole bunch of elements that revolve around the idea of masculinity and power come into play, Mm -hmm. I think that's where we get tripped up, you know, because Mm -hmm. I don't think we know what that means anymore. Mm -hmm. You don't, I really don't. And what feels like it's at stake? I mean, what, like at, at some point when you're trying to figure out what masculinity means and how to be masculine, there's, The flip side of that is fear, right, of not being masculine enough or failing at masculinity. And then, like, what would that mean? Like, what would happen if you weren't masculine enough? I think your wife wouldn't want to. Your wife wouldn't want to sleep with you, or you wouldn't get promotions, or like, what is that? I mean, I really want to know, like, what happens in the male brain where they feel like, what's at stake? I think it's. um, I don't think it's that your wife wouldn't want to sleep with you, or you wouldn't get a promotion. I think you'd feel emasculated nonetheless. But, like, what does that mean? Um, I, I don't know. <laughs> I think it means uh, you'd, you'd feel powerless, you know? Uh-huh. Um, and and that what that, that's vague, too, right? Because yeah. Because I don't think we know what power is. Because your paycheck doesn't stop showing up, right? Right, right. You're, Yeah, your vote, you still have the right to vote. You right. still hold all the majority of the positions in every, you know, powerful table in the but, world. But. but I think we might be working from a point of scarcity, too, where um, there's this ominous fear, I think, among a lot of men that slowly we're losing and women are not, you know, mm-hmm. like um, I, I, Julie and I were talking recently and I was just talking about the last last like 10 books or so I've read, Mm -hmm. one of them was by a man, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, and um, the movies we see, what we, some of the, uh, like the Netflix series that we watch, you know, Big Little Lies, um, uh, some of these British like crime shows that we're drawn to, all of the leads, all of the important roles are women, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And it's not, it's not like this stereotypic, um, you know, perfect looking blonde white woman. It's women, yeah. uh, you know, all, all and, and so I think there's, we men are kind of looking around at the culture and maybe it's not altogether conscious. I'm paying attention to it. So I might be a little more aware of it than yep. a lot of people, but that, you know, like, oh, 
maybe, you know, there, there will be – the tide is turning. There will be a female president at some point, and um, it almost feels like the last breaths of Trumpism, this idea yeah. that, you know, like, you know, men should be in charge of everything and, you know, white men should be in charge of everything. Yep. And, you know, but there's this empty, hollow victory in it. You can kind of sense it, you know. Um, I think about, like um, – the men I respect Mm -hmm. and when I respect them. And I had this moment this week, and this may or may not feel relevant, where some people are putting together these comparisons because um, the Trump administration took out the leader of ISIS and uh, Obama not that many years ago um, took out Osama bin Laden Mm -hmm. and um, Jimmy Kimmel kind of did this mashup. I don't know if you saw this. Oh, yeah. I've seen people post it, but I haven't watched it. Right, right. It's actually quite funny. (laughs) I bet it is, yeah. But then then somebody The way they talked about a mashup of the way the two presidents talked about the deaths. Okay. Yes. Um, And in the wake of all this, somebody had posted something, and it was in the wake of one of the mass shootings during the Obama, Obama administration when he stopped during a service and he started singing Amazing Grace. Oh, yeah. And it was somehow one of the most beautiful moments I've ever witnessed in life. And not not like, wow, Barack has this amazing singing voice. It wasn't like that. It was yeah. like, what a, what, a, what a tender, beautiful way to handle... What a graceful way yeah. to handle a most wretched moment, you yeah. know, and maybe the only reasonable way, right? The only yeah. right thing to do. And it's just to make him put himself out there. Like, you know, uh, not saying I have a- answers, just saying I'm hoping for grace, you yeah. know? Um, and I think maybe that's part of what we're missing is that it's okay to ha- carry grace, yeah. to, you know, to be vulnerable, to be open, you know, and that there's joy and pain and sorrow and all these emotions in that but we we forbid ourselves from experiencing those yeah yeah i think that even framing it as winning or losing might be a little bit at the root of the problem right because i mean i agree with everything you're saying and i also think that if we could get to a place where we just think of husbands and wives, men and women, coworkers, colleagues, friends, all of it, just sort of shoulder to shoulder, side by side, doing this life together rather than like somebody's winning, somebody's losing. Women are writing more of the books now. Women are gaining more of the graduate degrees now. Women are living longer. Like if it just felt like, you know, okay, we're we're kind of getting to a place where we're doing this stuff side by side. Like women also write best-selling books. Women also yeah. earn graduate degrees, right? Women also are like physically strong. Aren't um, we all better for this? Aren't, aren't we, we all, all winning? Right. And so, because I, I think e- even something as simple as like, you know, you saying dads don't come to your talks or dads, you know, don't make it to as many of the extracurricular activities to watch. Um, I think that sometimes there's a feeling of like, that's not on my, it would be, a redundancy for me to go because she's there. Like it's, you know, it's covered, covered, Mm -hmm. right? Like, um, you know, I gotta, I gotta tackle this thing as, you know, um, either a competition or, you know, something that I can then cross off my list. Why would I go to that thing that someone's already there for, you know, there's another thing I can do. There's another, I, while she's doing that, I can, you know, 
win at this thing over here. Yeah. Instead of sort of like, you know, we're doing all of this stuff together. We're raising this kid together. Even even divorced couple, like a, a lot of the, a, a, a fair number of the parents that I kind of hang out with, especially my son's school, with my son's friends, a oh. fair number of us are divorced. Um, some remarried, some not. Some never married in the first place to the dad. Anyway, it's a, we all look a whole bunch of different ways. But anyway, <laughs> there are a couple of the couples where even divorced, both mom and dad show up at the game. It's not like, well, it's not my weekend, so why would I be there? Right. You know, or like she's got, and I always find that really kind of lovely. Yeah. Like, I don't have that. My ex-husband doesn't come to stuff. Um and I think, you know, what a beautiful show of like, um, what a beautiful way of prioritizing your child, right? Yeah. Like that maybe this is uncomfortable for me. Maybe it's not my day. And so I could be on a run on the lake or, you know, meeting a friend for coffee or right. sleeping the in. The benefit but, of being divorced, right? I, right? I have some time to myself. Right. Now. Yeah. But there's really no place I'd rather be than here. Yeah. Um. And what a great message. Oh, yeah. So I just think if all of us could do a little more of that, like we're trying to do this thing together, mm-hmm. this thing being life rather yeah. than like, oh, it's, now it's our turn to win. Like you've been winning for long enough or like I got to keep winning. Winning is what we do. Yes. Stay out of my way. You know, like if we could just be more like, how do we make this more like welcoming for all of us? Which I know sounds like I run rose colored glasses, which anyone can accuse me of any day of the week. And it's me probably too. right. But um, I do think that would be like a better way. But my question is like how we convince. I, I do think that's a harder sell for men than I think it is for women. Because I do think men hear that as like, stop trying to be my mom. Or like, what are you really trying to get me to do? Right, right. Um, like, and, and you're oh, trying you to just, control me. Okay, you just want my company at the baseball game. Yes. <laughs> right. You know, like there's a skepticism. Mm-hmm. Like either you're scolding me by telling me to be there or like there's a bait and switch. I'm I'm, I'm on to you. I and do, I'm not good enough. Your, your, your implication is right? I'm doing it wrong <laughs> and I'm not good enough. And you are yeah. perfect. You're doing it right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so you're criticizing me. Right. Yes. <laughs> and now I'm losing and I want to win. And yeah. <laughs> then right. you're back to, yeah. And you're not giving me, a, you're not even giving me a lane to win in. And you're right. the arbiter of the win. You get to decide what winning is. Right. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I do. I feel you know, that I'm lucky to feel like this is not the dynamic in my marriage anymore, but I've been in that marriage where that was the dynamic. I certainly know people who are. I certainly watch other, you know, dynamics I'm in in my life with whatever, a brother or a dad. Or, like, I, I, I'm i rambling now, but I, I, I want to feel hopeful that that we're evolving to a place where it, it's more like that. And I do see signs of that a lot. Yep. Um, but I do think there's still, you know, there's still a lot of guys that are kind of stuck in, you know, um, as you say, they feel like they, their story's written. Yeah. You know, their story's written and it's, there's scarcity for them. Right. So it's like, I'm going to take what I can get till the story plays out. And Mm -hmm. and it's heartbreaking in a way, right? Because it's like, oh, the story can be way more interesting than that. And 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 you actually get to write it. You get to write it. You can change it now. Yeah. And um, there's something you said that reminded me of this. Years ago, I was working with this couple and um, 
and 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 he kept using language that suggested um, conflict. You know, mm-hmm. you you know, you do this, and whenever I do this, you say this, and 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 she said, I don't think that way. I when when it's about us as a couple, I think about us. Mm-hmm. I think about a we. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and again, you know. I can imagine listening and just like rolling your eyes at this like rose-colored glasses idea. But I love the idea as couples of thinking like, okay, we, we're together. We're working on this together. Yeah. And we're enjoying this together, right? We get to have this life together. Right. And so how do we want it to be, right? You yeah. know, like we can really consider that. And it doesn't have to be anybody else's template from any other time. Right. Right. Yeah. And um yeah, I think we I think we miss that too often and I think it's um the good news in my mind is I've seen guys change. Mm-hmm. And the shift in thinking is kind of like my 5-minute shift where it's like you don't have to change your entire life in order to feel connected. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's just a little loosening of the bolt in order to realize like oh, I can let I can let a little water in and it's okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not going to drown. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And I and I think somehow this plays out on on bigger levels than just households. You know what I mean? I think this is like a cultural issue. Totally. That, um, you know, uh, and, and you can imagine how that looks. You yeah. Know? I think we all kind of know. And I think we're really grappling with it right now. So do I. Yeah. Yeah. I do. Yeah. And it, and it's um, it's interesting. And I think we can write collectively a really good story where there where n- nobody loses where n- america never gets <laughs> yeah. tired of winning <laughs> right do you know um do you know okay boomer yes do- <laughs> So this is this is a column I wrote this morning, which we'll post later. But all, all the many, many things I've learned by having anywhere from two to a dozen children in my house during this 10-day strike, um, one of them was, my favorite was that Facebook mom is a selfie pose where, like, you hold your phone super high and do this mom <laughs> face. And my daughter and her friends do, okay, Facebook mom. Um, but the other one is okay, boomer, right. which the New York Times ended up writing about yesterday, which was hysterical. But, like, I do think think that you know that to me does give a glimpse of a generation who's going to do it pretty different than we do you know oh, yeah. like they if you don't know what okay boomer is it's like the it's if you're pretty much if you're under 20 you say it to anyone who's over 30 when they say something just like ridiculous right. you know like are you you know are you sure that's appropriate to wear to school okay boomer um <laughs> Like Trump's speech calling Chicago an embarrassment to the nation. Like, okay, Okay, boomer. boomer. Yeah. It's perfect. I love it. There have been Uh, two okay, boomer shirts in my office in the last week. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I love it too. (laughs) Um, But I I could almost imagine like a 14 year old, like my daughter, for example, listening to this conversation and being like, okay, boomer. Just go to the game. It's not that hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you guys are talking this to death. Just, right. You know, don't listen to the podcast. Go to the game, Dad. That's the point. Right. Like the Washington Post like wardrobe story that we talked about a couple weeks ago where the dad called the daughter. You're not wearing that to school. Okay, misogynist. Like, <laughs> yeah, kids yeah. are the best at this stuff, right? I think Calling they're going to I think they're gonna do it better maybe than way we do. Way better. Yeah. Way better. They already are. Yeah. 
Oh, there's a story I want to share, but I, I, I want to respect somebody's confidence. But okay. it, it's, uh, <laughs> it, it is about, it's about how um, somebody is in the process at their school of coming out. And it's about how lovely everybody is mm-hmm. about it. And kind of like, um, oh, well, are you ready for us to start looking for your person? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, like, are we thinking? Right, can we set and, you up? And this, and this individual is kind of like, I'm not ready for that yet. And everyone's like, okay, cool. Yeah. Let us know. You yep. know, like, n- not like, Amazing. you know, really, I didn't know or I didn't, let, let's talk about that. It's yeah. just more like, you know, what do you need? I you love know, that. There. I love that. Yeah. It's like when you went to Whitney and found the suicide hotline oh as the my God. bathroom graffiti. Yeah. Yeah. Just I'm money. putting my rose-colored glasses back on. Can you tell? <laughs> <laughs> well, I love that you shifted down a generation because yeah. suddenly we're both beaming. We're I both know. like, oh, like, let's talk more about how these kids are going to save us all. Right. There's rainbows in the podcast booth. <laughs> <laughs> can 14-year-olds vote? Is there any way we can shift oh, that? <laughs> I so wish they could. I so wish they could. And can Greta run for president? <laughs> She's not an American. <laughs> exactly. Uh, anyway. All right. All right. So we've I come think we've, full circle we beat this horse yeah pretty pretty much dead yeah. um this is on purpose we'll talk to you next time bye guys